everyone, and welcome back to the Reformed Dissenters, the show where Reformed Christians dissent against popular ideas of culture by asserting a biblical worldview. I'm Bruce Johnson, joined, of course, by my brother Jacob Johnson. Hello, everybody. And today is Discussion Topic Friday, and as promised, you know, throughout the week, we've been talking about uh, what we're going to be discussing this Friday, which doesn't typically happen. Uh, We don't usually have it up throughout the week because, well, sometimes we're still sorting out what it is exactly we're going to discuss. And, uh, you know, this is meant to be a discussion topic episode, so more of a discussion, less of a formal, structured discussion. scripted, if you will, which we don't typically script our episodes, but less of a scripted uh, style. Um, So if you're new to the show, that's a reintroduction or just an introduction to our discussion topics, uh, topic episodes. So uh, this week might be a little shorter. Um, We'll we'll see what happens. Uh, We are recording this kind of at the end of the day for both of us, and it doesn't help that we're both (laughs) in totally different time zones. So uh, it's very, it's late for me. It's very late for Jake. So um, yeah, so this might be a bit of a shorter episode and that's okay because there's there's a lot that could be said on this but we're never gonna ever be able to touch on all of it and it's more to just to get your thoughts flowing get some ideas out there uh get you guys thinking through some of these these concepts and then studying it for yourself and then bringing resources to us and being like hey you know you guys were so far off it's it's not even funny here's the right stuff uh so (laughs) no hopefully not that because we hope we're not that far off um, but <clears throat> as we're we trying to make sure we're about, not that far off. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So uh, as we've been discussing this whole week, um, today we're going to be breaking down a little bit more the juice ad bellum. And then the, uh, is it just or juice? I don't know. I say just sometimes and apparently that time. I think, I think with the Latin sort of accent, it's kind of juice. At least I would take it as juice. Um, okay. I would sort of think that, but just, I'm going to say just because right now I could really do with, you know, some juice and this is just making me think about juice as I keep <laughs> saying that. So I'm just going <laughs> to, we'll, we'll alternate uh, between the two. Um, so just add bellum and juice in bellow are the two things we discussed on Monday. So if you missed our Monday episode, those were discussed in more detail there, but we wanted to delve a little bit more deeply into those even than we did on Monday. Um, so this is talking about the just war theory. And so uh, just ad bellum talks about the conditions under which states may resort to war or to the use of armed force in general. Um, and then the second set of principles are uh, just and uh, in bellow, which is uh, loosely translated the, the law in or during war. So after the decision has been made or after the decision was forced on you and you didn't have a choice whether or not to engage, you were acting in self-defense, uh, what do you do now that you're in the thick of it? So we're going to talk about those two today. Before we get into all that, though, we have to do what we always do, which is talk about our verse of the week. The verse we've been discussing all week is Isaiah chapter 2, verse 4. This passage reads, He shall judge between the nations, and shall decide disputes for many peoples. And they shall beat their swords into plowshares, and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war any 
more. And so I'll just briefly, briefly touch on some things in this passage. Um, you know, before this episode, I prepped a little bit, just a bit, and read some of Calvin, uh, John Calvin's commentary on this verse, and really this whole passage in general. I liked what Jake did on Wednesday so much that I decided to do sort of the same thing and, and jump back a little bit and fill in some context around this verse and around this, this particular passage. Um, John Calvin has extensive, I mean, the dude filled up massive, massive books on his commentary of, of all of scripture, except oddly the book of revelation. Ha ha. Um, but, uh, this passage is no exception. It's just humongous. So there's no way I can condense all of that down into a quick five minute, um, essay, uh, that I can deliver on the topic, but I would encourage you to go read it because it's actually not as convoluted isn't the wrong isn't the right word but isn't as uh, large and vast and and tough to comprehend as a lot of some of his other stuff is this passage actually he he's very straightforward he's very clear even though it's extensive even though there's a lot it's all very clear which so I'd highly recommend you you look into John Calvin on on Isaiah chapter 2 and at least the, the first half of that chapter but what's fascinating is, is he talks about the expansion of the kingdom a lot in this passage, um, which I didn't, that didn't immediately come to my mind uh, in the way that he described it, right? But I think it makes so much more sense of this passage to think about it as talking about the expansion of the kingdom, right? Jacob talked about earlier on Wednesday, the, the beginning of this, of this chapter discusses the, the law being given to the other nations. And what's interesting is that the nations come to um, the Mount of mm -hmm. Zion and the law is given to them, right? So it's well, of that's, their own. That's in fitting with the rest of scripture where it says that when a nation follows God, other nations will look at it and say, we want to serve that God. Mm -hmm. We want to be yeah. like that nation. That nation is orderly. That nation works. We want to follow that God. We want to follow those rules. Uh, so yep. that's in fitting with the rest of scripture. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so there's the expansion. There's the nations coming to God and saying, we, we want to follow those laws. Teach us, teach us your laws. And then additionally, um, Calvin does this interesting word study, this interesting breakdown of a, of a word in verse four, which is our verse of the week. And um, that verse is he shall judge between the nations um, and the modern translators kind of mix that up a little bit. What that was actually, what that refers to more closely is reign. So he shall reign over all the nations, which mm. is fascinating. And it's just, it, we, we see so many of these verses, right? We can't deny that there is this reigning, that there is this governing over there's judging involved, but that's not, it's not just, consolidated just to judging it's not constricted just to that there's so much more that that reign entails so anyways there's so much more there in that passage in that commentary so i highly encourage you to check out john calvin's commentary on isaiah chapter two at least the first six seven verses that are that'll keep you busy for about an hour or two because <laughs> there's so much to read there all right with that said let's jump right into our discussion however long it may be um 
the thing we want to discuss today is uh, just war theory, which is a topic that Jacob has brought up numerous times on the show, and um, it's extremely relevant today, given the conditions that our world is is in right now, the, the condition that we're in. Um, as stupid as it may be, Russia and Ukraine are at war. As mm-hmm. dumb, as ridiculous, as it, what makes that dumb and ridiculous is the efforts that we have put into propagating that war, continuing yeah. that war, not letting it end, not letting it die. We've just fed ridiculous amounts of money, ridiculous amounts of ammunition. We've broken our own laws. We've done, we've taken illegal actions. I mean, the amount of, of things that we've done that are, that we've heard about through leaks, like this isn't even, so, so much of it is not even um, uh, known to the public. Like we don't know the full extent of the illegal actions that our military is taking or our leaders of our nation are taking, taking our money, taking all these things, doing horrible things with them. So anyways, Oh, that's true. So it's high time that we as Christians know the right response. And more importantly, as we've always said on this show, eventually the heathens will collapse. Their efforts are all in vain. Um, God laughs. He holds them in derision. He says, I have put my king above you all. Right. That's Psalms 2. That's the whole Psalm chapter 2 is all about that. And the important thing is that we as Christians know when God holds them in derision, when he laughs, when he destroys what they're doing, we as Christians need to be ready to build back better. Ha, 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 ha. Still their phrase, right? <laughs> um, but that's what we need to do. And so that is, that's why it's so important that we study these things. Um, that's why Jacob brings it up so much. That's why we discuss them as much as we do. Um, Just War Theory is from uh, uh, St. Augustine, right? He, he wrote a book. And so these are a lot of the principles that are derived from his book. These aren't like exactly quote quotes from the book, but these are the overarching principles. Okay. So Jake, uh, you were talking about wanting to compare slash contrast um, the, the, we, we did a compare contrast between Russia and Ukraine, uh, that battle. And well, actually, what American we did War for was independence. Mm-hmm. What so we, we did, did was right, and that was going through the uh, just in sorry, just at Bellum, and that's what we were doing on Monday, and then we were comparing it with the uh, War for Independence. So the just at Bellum is the before the war. Here is the principles. Here's here is what you should do. If you're considering going to war, these are the principles that this war should follow. And what I want to talk about now is the uh, just in Bello. So because Russia and Ukraine are at war currently, I want to talk about the law in war or just in Bello, the law in war. Um, and I, so I wanted to talk about that briefly and bring up a small little question in a sense of a, another discussion that could happen. Um, but Bruce has a wonderful, um, a wonderful little thing or image that can be brought up onto the screen. So it should be yep. up now. Um, but it's talking about the just in bellow and all the, the three distinctions or the, th- sorry, the three principles that law, that war must follow. Um, and it starts out saying, once war has begun, just war theory 
also directs how combatants are to act, and that's the just in Bella. Number one, distinction. Just war conduct should be governed by the principle of distinction. The acts of war should be directed towards enemy combatants and not towards non-combatants caught in circumstances they did not create. The The prohibited acts include bombing civilian and residential areas that include no military target and committing acts of terrorism or reprisal against civilians. So, does does this war have that? I would say no, right? Because they're not following this because there were multiple times, on both sides actually, and I can point out key places on, on both, for Russia, when they're coming in, they have bombed several civilian areas. They have bombed bridges that civilians were trying to cross. They've bombed towns that civilians were still in. So non-combatants are being hurt, killed, uh, and harmed, right? Yeah. Through Russia doing this. But on the same token, what we discussed on Monday is that Ukraine is going to, if not already, going to cause civilian casualties. Not only on Russian sides, because they're not in Russia right now. They're still in Ukraine. They're they're trying to stop Russia from taking over Ukraine. They're pushing against Russia. They're defending against Russia. And But what they're doing is they're sending out these bombs, which have a very high risk of causing civilian casualties. And, and they were banned because of that. But the U.S. Pa- bypassed uh, United States law to allow that. Moving on to number two. Uh, proportionality. Just war conduct should be governed by the principle of proportionality. An attack cannot be launched on a military objective in the knowledge that the incidental civilian injuries would be clearly excessive in relation to the anticipated military advantage. So, with this, right, we have to understand it. It's saying that the civilian injuries would be clearly excessive in relation to the anticipated military advantage. Given what just war, the war theory says and how strict it is with civilians, it, this should not be a one-to-one ratio. This shouldn't be, well, we're going to kill, you know, 13,000, or sorry, uh, 1,300, you know, military combatants, and we're going to kill 1,300 civilians. Yeah, that works out. No, I, that's not what this is saying. This is right. taking a very strict stance, given what we know of just war theory. It would be more of like, it shouldn't even exceed half. You really should be worried if even one civilian casualty is caused. One. Yeah. Yep. That should worry you. That should concern. That should be a concern. And you should you should be saying, eh, maybe we shouldn't be doing this. You know, maybe we shouldn't be bomb- bombing these people. You right. know? Yep. Um, any thoughts on that last one, Bruce? No, I think, um, that's an important distinction. It's something that people give lip service to today. Uh, right. In the, in the military, that's something Mm -hmm. that they pretend to care about. But again, as with everything else, they, they don't actually care about it because the motivation is gone. Right. For instance, our, our constitution, 
people give lip service to caring about it, but why should they? Right? Why should secularists care? Why mm -hmm. should they care about the Constitution? Why should they care about excess deaths? Why should be why should they care about civilian casualties? Oh, it makes you feel bad. That's your emotion. I, maybe I don't feel so bad about that. So whatevs, right? Right. But the important thing with this that you just outlined is that there are a set of principles that are not arbitrary, right? These are not principles that we yeah. can come up with and change as we go. Mm -hmm. These are biblical, biblically based and derived principles that don't change. Right. And that's vital to warfare, vital to everyday life. And the issue is we're, we're giving that up in addition to giving up the Constitution and in, in, in addition to giving up so many principles, a man is a man and a woman is a woman. Man has a wife, wife has a husband. There is no, but we've given up on the basics of life. So why shouldn't we also give up on, on this? But the mm -hmm. funny thing is, is we still give lip service to it, right? We still say, oh, yeah, we, oh, civilian casualties. We want to avoid. Why? Why should we want to avoid civilian casualties? That's just an arbitrary standard at the end of the day, isn't it? I mean, you've shirked off the Constitution. You've shirked off uh, legal ramifications. Why not shirk that off as well? So it's, it's just an interesting thing that this is touted so often by generals and top brass and all that. But, but why? There's no reason. Right. And their worldview. Yeah, right, right. So moving on to number three, military necessity. Just war conduct should be governed by the principle of minimum force. I really like this one. However, I I think it should go a little bit further than am I and I am I wrong in assuming that this is a person taking yeah. just war theory summarizing. and summarizing? Okay, I would disagree a small little bit. And I would go further, especially knowing what just worry theory says and how strict it is on certain things. I would say that this is talking about just war, just war conduct should be governed by the principle of minimum force. Minimum force should, uh, I would feel, right, and according to just war theory, according to the words and wording, I don't know, I can't ask Augustine what he was <laughs> thinking at this time when he wrote this and how far he would go but it would seem through the wording through how strict he was on other issues that it would be a same strictness on this and saying that this is not only towards civilians but also towards other military combatants if you have a camp of say I don't know 200 men maybe maybe less than that possibly for the sake of an example, would you send a nuke at them? Hmm. Would you, what, what would you do? Like, yeah. And even so, if a military combatant surrendered or they didn't have a weapon on them or something, would you still kill them? Would you still, you, know, you bring up a really interesting point. And I think that applies more today than anything else we've said, because today this war we're talking about is ridiculous, absolutely insane for a couple of reasons. But one of them is that normal warfare would be governed by the still governed by the laws of supply and demand, right? Those weapons are expensive and we might need mm -hmm. them later. Let's not nuke a group of 200 people. 
right? Right. Ukraine, however, does not have those same constraints. They have no money. They have nothing of their own. So why should they care? What they're right. doing is using borrowed things, things that are just given to them, things that they have no stake in the game to own, reserve, hold back, and say, let's think strategically. No. It's, oh, we'll use the nuke, and tomorrow they'll give us another one. <laughs> like, they're not using nukes yet. But, yeah. right, if they were, like, hey, what else? So, yeah, this this one is super important because they have virtually unlimited resources in terms mm -hmm. of like the world is giving them all this stuff yeah free stuff and as we know all of that uh what is that proverb that talks about uh money gained slowly but surely lasts yeah. longer than money that's given immediately Quickly. right yeah 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 and it's the same i think it's the same principle here so th this out of everything you've just talked about and especially the way you just outlined it, I think applies so directly. Mm -hmm. And it's one that mm -hmm. you might not usually think about. So Yeah. And I I know I did. I read through the other ones. Um, yeah. But I'm not going to read this one fully oh, out. Okay. Uh, I, yeah, I don't think it's necessary. Yep, first agreed. of all, it's up there on the screen. I do want to point this out. The last little portion. This principle is meant to limit excessive and unnecessary death and destruction. Again, this, the way this person took it, they took it as against civilians. I would say that we should still consider this for the military. And here, here against military combatants as well. Because these are still human beings' lives, right? Obviously, they are posing a threat to us. That we are defending ourselves. War, um, another thing... Uh, Throughout history, there's always been a principle of war is always ugly. You know, war will always be ugly. War will always be a terrible thing, right? Yeah. But it Hence comes the, out of uh, necessity. Just ad bellum, you know? Yeah. If you yeah. Can do anything else, do it. Like, do it, yeah. Last resort, yeah. Yeah, and we look at what, through the War for Independence, that... They outlined in the uh, in the uh, Declaration of Independence all of the things that they tried to do, all of the, and then they listed out all of the egregious things that the that the um, king did to them, all the yeah. issues that the king was imposing on them. Yeah. So it wasn't just small little things. It it wasn't just the the quartering. It wasn't just this the the tea tax or the state stamp. Sorry, uh, stamp tax. It wasn't just those things. There were so many others, you know. Yeah. So, and they, but they tried peace. They tried to get things reasoned, mm -hmm. um, but it wasn't going through. However, this seems very, it, it feels like with a, within a matter of hours, it was just, Russia was like, okay, let's go to war. You know, they just started attacking <laughs> yeah. and they just right. started taking out Ukraine as much as they could. But yeah. um, I think that we need to also ask ourselves, about torture right mm. this is what i want to bring up here's a question i i'm not saying um dogmatically on one way or the other torture wrong or torture good i'm saying through this let's have a discussion about it what do we think is torture a necessary force necessary force to get answers in trying to end the war or is it an unnecessary force that 
causes too much harm on an individual, on a human being. Yeah. And that's that's all that's all I'm gonna end with. So yeah, that is yeah that that that's a big topic, and yeah, uh, yeah. man, we might have to have a future episode on that because yeah. I'm sure there's lots of biblical examples that we could study and and find on that. Yeah, and if if our audience has an opinion, that would be a great answer that you could give in the comment section, letting us know yeah. your opinion, your thoughts, and. Certainly, Not just please raw give biblical right, right, right. Give biblical raw motion says book chapter verse. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, right. Raw motion says absolutely no torture is wrong, but what does the Bible say? Or, like, what, or, a... well, to be honest, raw emotion could say if you're you're um, a warmonger, yeah, torture yeah. is absolutely right in all in all cases at any time you want. You know, right, right. Yep, for sure. Well, this was good. Thanks, Jake, for uh, breaking that down for us. Kind of walking through. Uh, just in bellow. Uh, we hope you enjoy this and uh, you got some interesting, interesting things, interesting takeaways. Uh, if you did, please share this episode with your friends. Um, that's really how we grow the best is word of mouth and people sharing. It's honestly the cheapest <coughs> way of growing this show, <laughs> which uh, certainly is, is better for my bank account. Um, so if you can do that, that would be awesome. Also, uh, we have a show website and we actually, I, I just figured out the other day how to get analytics, um, uh, for actually looking at our, our website in terms of like how many episodes people are viewing. And it's actually really cool. We have a lot of people viewing our, our website and viewing our episodes on our website instead of going to YouTube or wherever, which is amazing. So thank you all so, so much for doing that. Continue please doing that. Uh, trdshow.net slash episodes is where you can watch all of our episodes on our own platform. Send us an email, trdshow at protonmail.com. And we're of course looking forward to seeing you on Monday when we're back once again to discuss current events from a biblical perspective. Until then, have a great weekend. Have a wonderful Lord's Day. And remember everyone, in all that you do, do it as unto the Lord.